podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Clock. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Clock. A camel It's episode fifty-eight, season seven, of the Fighting Got Podcast. Back once again, joined by T. No, Ted. Ted. <laughs> Ted, I'll tell I thought you were looking at me and, yeah. and Spooky. Such right. was the popularity of the podcast we did last Thursday. We thought, fuck off all the re- regulars. Yeah, fuck, bring, fuck them. Bring back Ted and Spook. Exactly. That was, that's, there's some truth in that, not, not a lot. <laughs> How's everyone doing? Yeah, good, good. I was, I was at Stoke, so that was... Uh, you went up there, did you? went up there. So you, you go, you're home and away, aren't you? I go, yeah, as much as I can, yeah. Where's this, where does your love of Spurs come from, Ted? It's my, it's my dad. My dad got it into us. But it's also, as, as, he's, as we've all got older, he's actually started to enjoy it more. So that's his thing now, is, is going to games. So he'll go to pretty much, unless the, the point, he can't get enough points, he pretty much goes home and away. So, yeah, love it. And love uh, it. when you say all, as all of us have got older, who, who are you talking about? I'm talking about, like, so me and my brother and my dad kind of, mm. like, he used to take us when we were younger and it was a bit of fun going to the lane and stuff. But I've actually got, together, all got more sort of invested, invested in it. So, yeah, go home and away. No, lovely. What's, um, what's Stoke like? What's Stoke like? Well, do you know what? There was actually a couple of real... Like, I'm not into it, but some people really like that ale. There's a couple of real nice ale pubs, and I would have bothered to try and find out what they were called, but we're not going to be playing them for a very long time. No, so they're I, definitely I, going down. I didn't bother. But no, I, I liked it. 
shit old, but it's all right. Um, <laughs> and, and, and you're back again on Thursday. I'm Thursday. back. I'm Thursday I'm pod. F- three times in a week. I'm, it's, <laughs> it's a dream. It's, um, and, and this is mainly to get your brother back on. It's mainly to get my brother on, yeah. He's, to recount his experiences of the Chelsea game. Ch- Chelsea away game, yeah. He's, he, he's really excited. He, he can't wait. Uh, and, and does he realise that he was... The, the part of the reason why he's getting back on, and I'm sure he's going to be great, was that he's full to the brim of magic mushrooms. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing. What kind of man? Uh, this is a great opportunity for you, Spooky, to tell your experiences very briefly uh, about when you took a... Oh, Man, man City away several seasons ago. Um, several yeah. seasons ago? We were talking yeah, ten time, seasons yeah. ago. Yeah. Well, it, was, ago. it wasn't the fourth, was it? No, it was the uh, Canute. Oh, were. yeah, yeah, great guy. And, yeah, it's a cut a very long story short. I wrote about it in the first fanzine. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I was. I, I wasn't. Your brother's experience. Hang on, hang on. How, quite... Not not too short. Like what? Like, what was? What happened? How did you end up taking acid <laughs> and going to football? So I, I know. I, I remember I, the story I well. Even, my memory's so fucked. Though. It's the best. It's the best football related story I've ever. Had. No, come on. There's got to be better stories than that. Well, like, I'm I telling think you the Ricky, truth. Right now. Ricky falling down piss heel at Wembley's got to be funny. It's not. It? It's not. It's about funnier. It's just about great. <laughs> you know, you you was on um, uh, the fan coach. A fan bus. Yeah, I used yeah. to travel a lot on that, and that was a grim experience. So, I've been on it once. Yeah, it's, it, what, I don't know what it's like these days, but back then it was just what Twitter is now. It was like <laughs> yeah. moaning and moaning and moaning and moaning. So yeah, I was uh, I was I was floating a little bit. Um, no, what, do, do I have to tell this story for you? Well, you, just, you, you, I, you told. I can't repeat it word for word. I mean, Jesus. I, well, I, you, you was on on a coach. Yeah. And you found it's so a funny that you remember. It was incredible. <laughs> you, was, you found a micro dot or something in your pocket, a tab of acid, and you thought, <laughs> "Should I take this? Shouldn't I take it? I'm on my own, going to football. Should I take it? Shouldn't I take it?" You took it, and you came up properly when Freddie Canute scored against it Man was City. Like a, a col- oh, well, it was, I remember. It was a fucking great goal. Yeah, that. but it was like a kaleidoscope of colours, and Canute almost like someone had cut him with scissors. <laughs> Out of the pitch, and he and he just kind of sort of, do you know, like you see nineteen seventies disco videos, like, yeah, um, yeah, 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 Bony M and Michael stuff Jackson, like that. Um, yeah, Michael Jackson, don't stop till you get enough. Exactly, or yeah, 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 yeah. Bony and and he was just like Canute, 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 just like <laughs> moving to what he was just fucking. Didn't amazing. you say that he was like a, a cardboard cut cutout, and he, he yeah, floated, floated towards? <laughs> yeah, it was just like <laughs> like that. Um. This is the thing we, we talked. Oh, Never again, about. by the way. It was the only time I've dabbled in that. Yeah, because the the actual moving with people and crowds out of there. Ooh, like people, yeah. I think it was. I don't know if it was Christmas and people singing. Oh, well, with one on one. Yeah, I, I don't know, but it, it, it's it's everybody knows what it's like on 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 those type of psychedelic drugs. Well, not everybody. <laughs> but most people who have experienced it know that little things can trigger yeah. audio and visual things that then trigger others and you kind of lose a sense of reality. And it's quite scary to be with uh, uh, grown men, uh, lots thugs, of them. lots of them, <laughs> and yeah. Uh, but we got a great, a great, a great <laughs> result against Stoke. Uh, before we go into that, um, the live show against, uh, actually more importantly, the semi-final against Manchester United... Um, obviously, there's lots and lots of people who are not going to be able to get into this game, so we're putting on a live mm. show, uh, Fight O'Clock Social. Um, the cost is £5, and some people out there might say, well, why are you charging to watch Spurs play? I don't understand that. But it costs to uh, to get a venue together, and, and there's, there's costs involved in putting something like this on. The most important thing you have to realise is 
if you pay £5 to get in, you can make that money back on buying beer because there's a reduced beer on the day. So it shouldn't cost you anything. It's a no-brainer. It is a no-brainer. And I honestly can't, can't talk highly enough about what it's like to have a place of your own with no other fans of any other clubs um, watch Spurs together and should we get a great result it will be incredible well, that's that what stops me a lot of the time from going to pubs to watch games actually like I want to I don't want to be full of these fucking United cunts Arsenal cunts Chelsea cunts most, yeah. if it was like it's all Spurs fans together yeah, yeah, I'd yeah, pay definitely. I'd pay more than that yeah exactly so I mean let's <laughs> uh, charge more yeah. <laughs> yeah. 12 pounds <laughs> good to Ted the cost now cost is now 12 pounds um, no it, it, it's a fiver uh, to get in and uh, we're going to do a, a, a hopefully a cool little live show where we're going to show stuff we found on the internet we find funny uh, and talk about it and comment on it it should be about 20-25 minutes and then we'll, we'll watch the mighty Spurs march on to the final hopefully and anyone who was at the Juventus game will tell you how good this is how mental people go you know it's like being in the away end uh, at, at Spurs it's it's yes yeah, it's a lot of fun and we're just happy to be able to do it again um, the problem is there's only 200 tickets and demand previously for these games have been much higher than 200 tickets, but that's all we can do because the venue's that big. It's a lovely venue in Waterloo. Um, beer's good. The venue's good. Good atmosphere. So um, get involved, but get involved quick. Uh, it's the fightingcock.co.uk forward slash social or forward slash live, one of the, or one of the two, uh, and it'll get to uh, where you can buy tickets. Uh, Stoke, um, the first point of this was, for some reason, focused on Hugo Lloris. Yeah, uh, I mean it's something we have to talk about. I sh- uh, Let's get it out of the way then. We can, right. we can go to the, to the rest. So where, where, where are you at? Because a lot of people have been defending him online, saying that you know the amount of times he stayed, he, he stayed with us when we were shit. You know, he, he was he stayed with us when he was clearly much mm. better than than the performances of the side, um, which is fair, but isn't the way football works. You know, you don't you don't get. A, you don't get a stay of execution because you were there. No, of course at, not. When we were shot. Not, not that you shouldn't. I think maybe there is something in that, but that's not the way it works. But at the same time, you could argue that he's a keeper, so his mistakes are magnified more so than another player. I mean, you look at Carl Walker when he was at Tottenham and even maybe at City, he made mistakes that led to us conceding, right? Yeah. But it wasn't every week. Yeah. We just, it happened. Rarely enough for us. Okay, it happened enough for us to say to he has it. a he has a bit of a lapse occasionally, positionally or whatever. <laughs> he makes a mistake, but he he made more mistakes than that, but got away with them. Most keepers make mistakes and get away with them. And we, with Hugo, for a player of his caliber, I think that people have a problem with the fact that a player of his stature shouldn't be making mistakes as often as he does. Mm. And to be honest with you, like. What are you complaining? I mean, he's who he is. He's a brilliant shot stopper. When he doesn't have to think instinctively, he's he's brilliant. When he came rushing out, he, he did look like he bottled it. Like in his mind, he thought for a second, "What am I, what am I going to do? Also, what am I going to do with it?" Juve is fucking quick as well. That was another thing. Like, yeah. Sort of realizing actually, I'm, I've come for this ball, and there's a bigger, stronger, faster guy coming for it as well. Maybe. I've had a bit of sympathy with him. No, I, I, I don't expect Hugo Lloris to go through uh, a, a, an attacker the size and strength of youth, but um, his decision-making in that instance was to hit it straight against mm. him. Like, yeah, it was poor. It was, it, without like, just go poor. left or right, but then yeah. you, you're going to get clattered. His distribution's poor. 
So in, in that stressful moment where he's actually got a player running towards him, you know, he can't pass the ball when he's got no one in front of him and he's looking to, to, to kind of kick it upfield. So, so where are you at with him then, Lloris? What, 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 what do you think? Where I'm at is that I think this season there have been a couple of, a couple of moments more noticeable. Um, I think it's a really difficult one. I don't think the top bracket of keepers, I think it's De Gea and maybe Edison and then everyone else. I do think he's as, as good as Courtois. I think also with this guy, like, he's the captain of France as well. Like, he's not a, he's, he's not a mug. Like, this is a really good professional who's well respected within yeah, the game. Exactly. Um, I wouldn't want to ship him out after, you know, after a couple of mistakes. I, I remember when Robbo, who I loved as a keeper, there was a period where I was always a bit worried about him. I was like, he seemed to get beaten from long distance quite a bit. And I was his, you know, I, lo- I loved that guy. And there was a point I used to worry, worry about that. I don't, I'm not in that phase. I'm really worried about Lloris at the moment. Um, You'd be worried if he was actually not shot-stopping. I'd be, be fair, yeah, right? I'd be worried if there was something really sort of significant in his game which, which kept on being sort of repeated. Yeah. But, you know... What, what has he done that's horrendously bad? But prior he, to this one, he, he's made mistakes in, I guess, key games, hasn't he? In like, I, so I can't, sure. I can't remember this precise oh, moment. Me and my memory again. I'm sure there, there was one against Chelsea in the semi-final, maybe. And and there's been there's been other moments where you know he, the ball the ball sneaks in. Chelsea at home. Yeah, Chelsea yeah at so it's like home, he's, yeah. he's oh, getting beaten near post. Near post. Any, any, that can happen to any. No, this is my point. Like. I said earlier in the week, like, there's no doubt we need to look at a younger player, a younger keeper for, for the future. But that's not criticising, that's just common sense. We do that with every, every other position. Yeah. You know, yeah, we, yeah, we yeah, scout yeah. players and we, we bring them in. So we do that with, it, with, with that position. People criticising him as captain, like, what does he do? Well, no offence, mate. But what do you do? Like, you, you're not Tottenham every day. You don't know what happens on the yeah, training field. It's, like, it's what people say, oh, he's not a lead, he's not a leader. Well, he's ca- Paul Pogba said in the dressing room when he speaks, everyone listens. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a lot in that. Like, he's, I think he's well-respected by, like, by the people he works with every day and a national team. And look, we, talk, we talk about the price of success, like, oh, what, he's not David De Gea. Like, who, who do you think is better than him? Oh, well, Jack, Jack, well is Jack, Jack Butland made a couple of good saves, but you're telling me Jack Butland is definitely 100% better than this guy? <coughs> because, yeah, you don't know. No. Yeah, you're making a... It's a, big, on, it's a big call to make. And on the captaincy thing as well, like, out on the pitch, OK, he might not be that vocal and he's a keeper and it's always a dubious decision, but we've got a team we've full of leaders. a team full of captains, yeah, really. absolutely. And by the way, I said this on the pod a while ago and got slated. Really? Yeah, because uh, because at the time we weren't doing well. This is how like some of these other regulars, this is oh, really? the respect they have for... Zero respect. Someone said, we haven't got any leaders. No, I said it in the WhatsApp group, to be but, fair, and everyone, and Ricky especially, slated me for it. But we do, we have, we we do. have players that... Do scream and shout. So his responsibility as captain might not be what we perceive as the traditional bloke on the pitch screaming You're at screaming people. At everyone, we yeah. don't need one person to do that. We all fucking they yeah, all pull their way. So he's 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 experienced and like you said in the dressing room and on the training pitch. That's where it comes into effect. So he's got everything that you would want from a keeper. He makes mistakes like every keeper on the planet. Well, He's like not as consistent. Every other, as... every other player on the pitch makes mistakes. Yeah, exactly. yeah. I mean, Dyer when he uh, when he came on and then he played that. Back that's right. I mean, what, what are we doing with Dyer then? Are we gonna 
Yeah. We could have conceded off the back of that. What do well, we he do? Also, he also gave the ball out? away to for when we conceded as well. Of course, <laughs> you, you don't. You don't. You don't kick him out. You forgive and you get on. Yeah. Of course, but people it, fuck up. Like, but, but, but creating a witch hunt around it because he's not, you know, he's not good enough, or he he, he's, he has a propensity to make mistakes. Listen, it isn't helpful. We are in a, an age now where Tottenham fuck up so rarely. We have players that fuck up so rarely that it, it becomes a thing to, to talk about. And it becomes something that you can sit there and analyse. Back in the day when we were constantly shit, what, what, what could you talk you know, about? Under like everybody was fucking shit. Yeah. Under AVB, we, cre- we conceded more mistakes from goals, uh, more mistakes that led to goals than any other team in the, in the league, and now we're one of the fewest. You know, it, it, look, just because you have an opinion, we have an opinion, doesn't mean it's worth shit. You know, that old yeah. and, and, and And the fact is, Loris is there and he is captain because he is influential. Mm. Just because he makes these momentary mistakes, and honestly, he probably doesn't make that more many than than any other keeper no. because of That's the our point, yeah. jeopardy that there, there is at Spurs, yeah. and because of the importance and, and it's a fishbowl club uh, at Tottenham. You know, certainly from the fans, you know, you you, you make a mistake and, you, and you're gone, or you're you, you should be gone. You know, and maybe we should be a little bit more forgiving. That said. <laughs> I wasn't impressed <laughs> with what happened to the goal. I think that there was obvious solutions to that situation. Oh yeah, it was it was poor from him. I thought, yeah. I thought could... Wanyama gave the ball away really poorly, mm. and then the build-up as well. I mean, was it Wanyama? Yeah, it was Dyer. Yeah, it was Wanyama. He, he just played it forward, didn't yeah, he? Straight yeah, yeah. to one of their their players. Okay, sorry, I'm mistaken. Um, what, what, do you, what do you make of the Kane Kane thing? Obviously, Derek, uh, Ericsson scored. Direct from a free kick, from what I, mm-hmm. I, 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 I've watched it multiple times, and I can't see any connection. Kane's adamant that it came off his shoulder. Obviously, he wants it from the, uh, you know, because he wants to catch the lies for behind currently. I was kind of, I was, we were sort of behind the goal, and as it went over, it didn't look like anyone had got a touch on it. But I'm totally, I mean, if he if he thinks it, if he thinks it t- touched his shoulder, he swore on his daughter's life. He's always, and if that's For the real? case, he's, yeah. he's always gonna like, you're always gonna claim it. I don't have a problem with that. I think the best strikers want to score all the time. I, I, I don't think he's, I don't think he's, I don't think if he didn't, I don't think he'd go to that length to so, say so to, since, to lie. Since then, um, Spurs have had the opportunity to appeal the decision that it was given to Ericsson by 5 p.m. today. It's expected, there was no news by, by the time we started recording, but it's expected that Spurs will appeal and try and give, give it to Kane. Who gives a fuck? I'm asking that generally. I, I, I've got an opinion on it, but I'm wondering, like, I didn't, do you care? No, I don't. I, I don't care. No, not not really. But I, I get why Kane cares. Yeah, of course. And, and of that course. hunger, because to be honest, my reaction to it when he when he got up and he, and he was telling every player, not like he was telling them, yeah, it's yeah, me, it's yeah. me. I, I found that a bit desperate. I thought, nah, I don't think it touched you, mate. But you're yeah. making sure that everybody knows it did. And Ericsson came over and he was smiling. But if he swore his daughter's life, then yeah. it, t- it it might have just brushed. Chris Kamara, did a, like, Chris Kamara did a viewpoint from it where it kind of looked he like found it. a camera. Yeah, I found a camera. I've not seen that. Uh, yeah, no, check it. Check it. I it does look like it when you it. see the still frame that it, it right. came off him. But the more important thing, not like like it may may or not have done it. it. Doesn't, it doesn't any matter, any, any other walk, walk of life, it, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Why do you think the club might want? Harry Kane to be given that goal. Well, I think the club can't be seen to not be back in their star man. Yeah, for one, I mean, like fine. he, like, he's, 
when, when not maybe not necessarily us, but people outside Tottenham, even fans from abroad. I mean, he's probably the player, oh, Tottenham Harry Kane, he's mm. the guy. So they've got to back him. If he mm. says he scored it, they've got to back him. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I think the club would have an agenda to make sure that Kane gets that goal because it gives him a better opportunity to catch Salah. That would be three goals behind. Salah is not fit or was left out mm. because he mm. wasn't 100% fit for the Everton game against Liverpool, which they drew nil nil and looked pretty blunt at times. Um, but from from the club's perspective, they want to have the, be- the top goal scorer in the Premier League. Um, and I think there is something in that. I think my, if, if, if Kane was 10 goals behind Salah or 15 goals, this Probably would not. be yeah. a conversation. Yeah, yeah. Um, but <laughs> from a fan's perspective, would you have rather it be given to Ericsson or Kane? Again, I'm, I'm happy that we scored when we did and it yeah. killed the game. And... Uh, Kane, I mean, if, like, if he's... He told as well. I mean, I love Ericsson. Kane really told. I'm, I'm, if Kane's attached to it, I'm happy for him to take yeah. that. Kane. What do you think of Ericsson's performance? He scored two goals. Listen, he's the, he's the heartbeat of our team. I, you, I, don't, I don't even need to say that. I think everyone that watches Tottenham now knows that. You know, he, he buzzes, he swarms the whole pitch. Everything seems to stop from him. You know, he, he is nearing Luca. He probably is on par with Luca. It's just in inter- he's a different type of player, but he's on par. How with important ha- he is to yeah, us? Yeah, with the tempo, the way the, the way the, the, the tempo works, the way the, the, the way he plays the, further forward than Luca. Yeah, yeah. The, the way he demands the ball and he's always looking. I, I, I think it helps as well. The, the team is different as well, just in terms of that, that front three and with him, the front four, the way they interchange, mm. the way they can be swapped around. You know, the way one can play when Lamilla played like as a false nine the other yeah, week. And yeah, then yeah. Players dropping and changing uh, flanks. Um, it probably makes it easy for Ericsson, to be fair. Yeah. Because he's assisting. Um, and I'm glad that he's scoring as well now because that's one part of his game where people might say he doesn't yeah. score enough. Like, I think he's second only to, oh, maybe third, uh, to uh, Son. And he's, in double, he's in double figures yeah, again. He's, he's, he's having a great season. He's He's... Oh, I fucking yeah. love him, man. I I've, I've, I've said it before, I think he's our sort of most important player. Love watching him, think everything goes through him. think the first goal as well, in the box when he has, in situations like that, time just seems to freeze. I mean, he seems to have so much time. He's a... He's, great. I, I love him. He's uh, great play from Delhi, Delhi as well. Yeah, just, just patient, cool. Knew what was, what was coming. Mm-hmm. Plays a simple ball and the, the finish was, was beautiful as well. Delhi Ali has uh, talked about him... Maturing, uh, didn't react to an early, early kind of challenge mm. from Shawcross. Actually, said that he understands that Shawcross is a very physical player. It's part of his game. It's not a problem. Yeah. Um, that's what you want to hear. Hundred percent to, to some degree, isn't it? You don't want you don't want him to lose his edge, but the fact that he's not going to get unnecessarily involved and embroiled yeah. in a difficult situation or, or it, one that might get him sent off. It come up against. Better quality players than that in terms of. He also tries but, to rile him in the same way. I, I thought, yeah, yeah, I especially thought, in the World Cup if he if he if he plays. I thought he handled that against Chiellini quite well, especially when the first leg. Anyway, I mean, I thought that yeah. was a really good test because I thought he was the he was the that's one they, they went after a little yeah, bit. Yeah, that's a good point. So I've I've seen signs of that. It's a good thing that he's getting targeted for starters because yeah. I mean, it's just in terms of they they know he's a good player, right? But they also know he's a, he's a good player with a temperament. Yeah, so they're the going to target him for that reason, but they, they wouldn't target him if he was bang average. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's he's another important player for us, Deli Ali. He's got that. He's just got that touch. 
that he might be quiet for patches of the game. Not really. He's quiet from the perspective of the, 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 the casual fan watching. Yeah. But he's doing all the running. He's running into space. Not every ball reaches him. So to, to the layman, they might say, oh, what, what's Deli Ali done in the last 10 minutes? Well, the boy hasn't actually got to him, but he's invading mm. the right space. And then but when the ball does get to him, he scores or assists. So what's the fucking problem? It's like the end of the, end of the first half against Chelsea, when he's, that ball's, there's no right to keep that ball in play and keep it in play. Do you <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Didn't get any credit for that, really. Yeah. But. What do you think his performance against Stoke? Because I thought he was one of our standout players. Yeah, again, like, I, don't, I don't watch games really. and I, It's strange, like... Like in our group, and I know a lot of it is sort of exaggerated reactions and, and kind of a comedy that only we would understand. But in, in terms of performances, I don't think I watch a game and think someone's played particularly badly. I mean, it's obvious when a player is having an off day or he's been like Dembele, if he's losing the ball all the time, you notice that because Dembele never loses the yeah, ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're, you're, you're going to say he's not, he's not polished. But Delhi is just industrious, you know, and sometimes it isn't... It isn't glamorous football again because we got sport for two seasons. I, I, I've, banging in like fantastic. With, with Deli Ali, I, I think I've been his, one of his biggest critics in terms of like not seeing the hype, like not seeing. I understand he's a great, yeah, very well, bags and bags of potential. But I've been saying on Bull Street's channel for a long time that he's, he's a raw diamond, a rough diamond. Yeah, he still yeah, yeah. is, mate. He and, still is uh, to a degree. But the last, I would say, last month or so, he's shown a turn in form. That was comparable to when I was critical to Ericsson. I think he's. Um, I still think he slows play up a little bit, but I'm more than forgiving of him for that because, you know, it may, maybe there is something in this, you know, kind of attacking space and creating problems for teams at the very highest level, i.e., Chelsea, uh, Real Madrid, mm. where he got a brace. Mm. You know, this is a kid who has no. He doesn't. He doesn't have a crisis of confidence at all. You know, he understands his value. He understands that the team around him and the manager around him support him and and, and understands his value to the team as well. So he will just keep on keeping on. Um, but also, you, you, in terms of when we as supporters see it as a dip. I mean, you can look at Ericsson when Poch first arrived yeah, yeah, and yeah. like he was. Uh, were we talking about he's pushed out left. Tell him the left. Yeah. A lot for you know. We kind of. You kind of struggle to see the worth game to game initially because you think, why isn't he influential? Why isn't he this, 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 this and this? Because these are the boxes we need to tick for him to be top draw and he's not performing to, you know, to that level where we can tick those boxes. But it's like, well, no, he's been coached and the team's evolving. And you, you've got to sacrifice sometimes what we expect to see from a player week in, week out and, and think about the longevity of it and where the player needs to get. Deli Ali had the freedom to do what he did in the last two seasons. Yeah. But now he's targeted. Players, yeah, defending pay, players know how to defend yeah, against him. He's got, and, and it's going to be rough to our eyes, but he's learning week in, week out. I, I think with Deli, I've never really bought into like I've been played badly. It's just, it's a young player, like he's still learning the game. And we've had such, those two seasons. I mean, he came from League One and what he was doing was yeah, incredible. Like. And people need to kind of, like, there are going to be dips. Like, I'm not comparing him, but I remember seeing Ronaldo having dips in Man, Man United, like, as a young player. Like, they, they have dips, like, they, they go in and out. Like, he's still mm. such a fantastic talent. And he's ours, and we've just got to look after him, right? And 
I think people have been really harsh on him, actually. Speaking the first season of the podcast, I remember me being critical of Gareth Bale because he was being too speculative with his shots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, and you you said something that stuck with me, is that you have to allow him to make these mistakes for him to become the player yeah. that he is. Like, Deli Ali isn't anywhere near as speculative as the Gareth Bale was at the mm. time. Um, and I was like, well, is this player that good? Is he believing he's hyped too much? And you're like, no, let him believe. Yeah. Let, yeah, him, yeah, let him yeah, express yeah. himself. And I remember you saying that. Stuck with me. I think Red, I think Redknapp done a good job with him, and and I think the manager, that, the coach we've got now, is probably the best coach that we've had in my lifetime. Yeah, really, but... I mean, just in, in terms of uh, certainly in mine. In, in terms of the potential we could reach. Yeah, one hundred percent. Daddy Rose uh, played a pantomime villain once again. <laughs> Stokes really don't like him. Um, Using the ground, yeah. You, you were talking a little bit before, yeah. Ted, about the atmosphere there. It was, it was, it was really, <laughs> it was really interesting. Like they've obviously got some history with him, but I felt that it's kind of like from going back sort of seasons. But I felt it was like even what Danny Rose needed a little bit because he was get, they were after him, and it got to a point where there'd been a, f- a few free kicks, and the stadium started buzzing. Oh, that, and as an away funny. fan, I've actually never experienced such a loud home support and they were really fucking getting really fucking angry but also got him riled up a bit I think I've been mm. really wanting I, I think his integration I don't know what's going to happen but when he's played I've been really willing for him to try and get back to that and I still felt he's been quite tentative but it kind of got him going a bit he was getting hated again he was going these 50-50s people got he the, loves crowd, that stuff, the crowd on his back and second half I thought it was brilliant he was really committed and well he, he sold um Glenn Johnson yeah. completely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, f- I felt he he sort of really needed that to get that, that needle again. And it was... Um, I thought it was really good for him. I thought... <laughs> I love it when, when, when that happens with yeah. one of our players. It's what I was saying with uh, Deli Ali and Danny Rose and stuff. It's like, we, we need to be hated because it validates the fact that we're a legitimate football club, yeah. one that can challenge. Because when you've got the hard work in Northern clubs... And, and I'll tell you what, Northern clubs are the worst... For kind of bitching and moaning and not yeah, getting on yeah, with it, yeah, like yeah. everyone says, like southern softies or southern puffs, as some of them might say. Um, I've never known a more reactionary fan base than Stokes, yeah, uh, Everton, and Liverpool. Yeah, they're, they're the most reactionary. Everything that goes wrong is like, oh my god, the world's going to cave in. I can't believe this has gone against us. So it's great to have that, and, and <laughs> without any kind of real validation, because Danny Rose didn't do a great deal wrong in that game. Nothing to no, worry. No, he went for a few 50-50s, mm. was physical like they all were. I, mean. I quite like the fact that Stoke actually turned up for it. Yeah, well, it, was, like. it was old school Stoke. They were really physical. Like That's why, another reason I don't begrudge Kane his goal. I mean, he was getting, he told he was getting kicked all game. But they were old school Stoke, so they realised... That's how they're going to stay up. They need to battle, and they were battling. I mean, they they didn't. I, I, I've got to be honest. They probably didn't deserve to lose. I thought they had enough opportunities. Yeah, they hit the bar. Yeah, they hit the bar with Shakiri's uh, free kick. Um, they they also had a, a couple of good opportunities. Um, the youth was very good and probably should have scored. Uh, I can't remember any of the others, but they, they they definitely. I think they did enough to get a draw out of it. Yeah. I mean, it just shows that you know when we're put under the cosh against a very physical side that mm. we can come through, and we're a physical side in our yeah. own right. Yeah. I mean, we weren't. It wasn't a great time of performance, but no. we don't need to be great all the time these days. Yeah, and, and they still are. Unbeaten. They are battling. I mean, they're really battling to stay up. They're and down. You've got a, yeah. Now I think now they are. I think they knew it. I think that was the last roll the, of the day. Yeah. Okay, that's it. Um, <laughs> um, that's it for the first half of the Fighting God podcast. You may or may not hear Windy right now. Uh, because he's trying to get it, get it across. 
uh, and he's working late. So if you don't, then it's just going to be us again. Yeah. Windy, back to draw the fucking knowledge, blood. I see you, I got your back. Hi, this is Wendy, back with the weekly youth update, looking at our young players and players out on loan. And I've not a great deal to say this week. Sounds like Luke Amos had another good game, but I covered him last week, so I'll leave that. Anton Walks played another 90 minutes for Portsmouth, and Cameron Carter-Vickers played 90 minutes for Ipswich. And Kudu, though, who is the subject of today's loan update, played 70 minutes for Burnley. Um, one Burnley fan gave him minus 0.5 out of 10 in his ratings. Another, Matthew Hardwick, said, Unkudu just done 70 minutes of impersonating a footballer. Vokes immediate impact. Hashtag Twitter Clarets. 1882RC said, Not going to slag him off too much, but it was clearly obvious he was our weakest link and he really struggled with tracking his runners. I'd have had him off at half time. Might be okay in an attacking three with little defensive responsibility, but not for me in a four. And Sports Johnny said, Some late thoughts on Ngudu. I thought he showed flashes of potential again, and it's unfortunate that Burnley got their goals after his withdrawal. Don't see him extending his stay with Burnley after his loan expires, but wish him well regardless. Hashtag Twitter Clarets. And finally, Ian Holstead said, Decent aff, and with Hendrick in for the hopeless GKN, surely a better second. Hashtag Twitter Clarets. Fucking hell, that accent is hard to keep up. I made a right mess of that. Anyway, the youth teams did good. The under-23s beat Derby 4-2. It was basically a must-win game. They were struggling a few games ago. They put a really good run together. And this week, our goals came from an own goal, a Joe Pritchard goal, Anthony Georgiou and Keziah Sterling. And the under-18s beat Fulham 2-1. Armando Shashua and Troy Parrott on the score sheet again were the goal scorers. That was Parrott's first goal in the under-18 Premier League. He's an under-16 still, remember. Um, They'll play again on Wednesday at midday against Norwich. That's it for this week. If you're interested in more young players, follow me on Twitter, at WindyCoys. That's Coys for Come On Your Spurs. Apologies, people from the north. So uh, Man United won against Man City, despite all the, against all the odds. Um, I, I thought when Man City went two 0 up, it was uh, it was game over. But the most pertinent po- point of it is that Man City can't win the league at Tottenham, and True. nor do we have to give a guard of honour to Carl Walker. Would, yeah. you, would, you, would you have any objections? Have to give a guard of honour towards? Him? Well, uh, it's not for me. It's not really about me, but so I don't see what are the, his. You know, former teammates and mates, whatever, giving this guy. I mean, it sort of totally justifies him going and. Well, he's going to win the league anyway. He's, he's going to win the league, but them having to, to clap yeah, him on. Do you know what I mean? Out. For me, it was more about those guys having to do that for Kyle Walker. There's a lot of meme potential that there. Yeah. Kind of like you can imagine it being directed at Levy. Yeah. The point is, but it is what it is. He, he left for the money and for whatever other reason. He was replaceable as far as Potts was concerned. Good luck to him. He's going to win the league in his first season. But that's the culture of club he's joining. Yeah. If you're you're a decent enough player to sign for them, you're probably going to win silverware. Does that make it right? From from his perspective, probably, because because he's going to get silverware without really having to try that hard. A a message on um, on Coy's Reddit. He says, uh, Combat Johnny... Said if Man Man City 
would have won won yesterday. Carl Walker would have left us, doubled his wages, won the league, and had a card of honour on, on his return. See, it's sickening, really. When yeah, you, yeah. When it's put when, like that, but that's the that's the nature of the game. Isn't yeah, it? without doubt, and and it's just the nature of football. Like I said, if you're that's why Danny Rose and, and maybe one or two other players have got their agents in their ears, and they know that if they join specific teams, they're guaranteed success. And as a professional, that's like if someone came to me and said, "Do you want to work for this company?" Not only will you get this wage, my jaw drops to the ground, you get this bonus every year. I'll be like, fuck yeah, what loyalty do I have? And and, and, and that's where it's a little bit um, distorted, I guess. Yeah. You can see it from, from our perspective, we're like completely uh, zoned into the the supporters' perspective, which is we, we want to be the ones winning shit by keeping our best players. Yeah. We obviously can't compete at a particular level and um, yeah, luckily there is no guard of honour for Walker. Yeah. You have to wait a, another week. Uh, so is everyone aware of the Swiss Ramble? Yeah, the financial uh, geezer. Yeah, quite interesting. It goes over my head a little bit. So this blogger who does uh, articles and reports on the financial state of all the top clubs. Spurs are currently 11th in, in world football um, behind Juventus. We're about £50 million um, in, in revenue. Behind, behind, Juventus, behind Juventus. But this is based on the season where we were uh, in uh, White Lane, final season with okay. the decreased, yeah, decreased capacity. Um, um, we're about fifty million behind, uh, which really, with TV revenue, Champions League revenue, and the new stadium, double of our double our um, capacity. Top ten, isn't it? Easy, yeah. well, you know, without doubt, we're going to be one of the top so, ten. Richard, Richard, go on. Just sorry. Where you're leading is probably are we then in a position to really start breaking the wage structure a little bit? Because if we're in the top ten, mm. well, the same report said that we're closer to Burnley than we are Chelsea, and Burnley are the least that they spend the least out of all of Premier League clubs. So we're closer to Burnley in terms of Spending. the amount we spend on wages uh, as we are Chelsea, which was it Arsenal. No, was it, was it Chelsea? Oh, it may be an Arsenal. Sorry, one of the uh, Chelsea are on two hundred and two, we're on one hundred and thirty-four or something like that, and, and Burnley are on seventy-two. But um, uh, I've got a point here. Well, the point I guess is does does that actually show a lack of ambition, or no, is it? A, are we profitable because of? I mean, my my, my point was that does that say, say more for the amount that the top three or four teams spend on wages compared to the rest of the Premier League. Yeah, but look but look at Chelsea. Look at the, the summer Chelsea had. Like Conte wasn't backed, apparently. But I've seen a list of the players he signed. Yeah, well, he wanted Baki, Bakayoko and Morata, yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah but yeah. these players are like top-tier players in terms of what you're paying for and then what you're paying wages, wages. for. So, it, naturally, that's going to push up the the wage uh, average at yeah, the club, yeah. but Tottenham don't have that philosophy when they're buying players, do they? We bought Deli Ali for fifty for uh, five million. We bought Ericsson for eleven million, and every player's a risk, regardless of what you're paying for. Because mm-hmm. not every top fifty million pound player is a success anyway. So I, it, it's I struggle to, to wrap my mind around it because what what is the argument? Is the argument that we should be playing paying the players that we do feel are top tier, top tier wages? But then when we do that, the next player we try to sign that's potentially top tier is going to want more wages than, the, than Harry Kane at the club. 
as you can see with Sanchez going to Man United and demanding X amount, and then that triggers clauses in everyone else's contract. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It, it, it's, it's. I mean, to be credit to credit the owners of, of Tottenham Hotspur, um, we've. Uh, hang on, where, where is it? Uh, the wage bill rose from tw- uh, rose by twenty seven million to one hundred and twenty seven million. Wow! So if it was at hundred mil, and it's rose and risen nearly twenty five percent, or over twenty five percent. So you can they, understand they're doing something about it still. They're, yeah. they're, they are increasing their wage yeah. wage bracket. Want, does that include the bonuses they get? Or it apparently, it does. Bonus? Yeah, apparently includes it in, in its. And this season, because of the next Champions League again, they'll all get really healthy <laughs> yeah. bonuses there as well. Yeah, undoubtedly. I mean, I think it's a bit of a fallacy that we don't pay good wages. We do, but just not in comparison to the top four clubs mm. who understand that the best way for them to achieve success is to, to spend, spend, and spend again, because that is the rule of thumb in, in the Premier League and everywhere else, I guess, is you spend the most money, you win the league. Bayern Munich wins the league. Oh, Real, Real, Madrid, Real Madrid, Barcelona win the league. Spurs, you know, we are fifth in terms of the amount we spend, or sixth, the amount, amount we spend on wages. But that, that, that's, that's not to say that there isn't a different way to win trophies. There may well be. Also, I think and it may be the way we're doing it. I think, I remember Ferguson at Man U was always worried about giving players sort of new contracts because it just demotivated them. I think keeping them, keeping people hungry is when it's incentivised, mm. right? And that seems what that's what we seem to be doing. I think if you're a top player at Spurs, you're definitely taking home over 100 grand a week because you're performing. Mm. And I think, I mean, it, I think that's the ideally that would be the way to do things. And I'm sure any 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 fan of any club would say, it, preferably, you'd want them to be going the top whack if they're performing on the pitch. Yeah. But imagine we moved into a new stadium and we just decided, fuck it, we're going to pay people 200, 300k a week and new signings. Aren't you then creating the same culture that Chelsea created? Yeah, or City it, it wouldn't sit right. Short it wouldn't sit right. Yeah, well, you, you're basically you're telling top players abroad who are, who play an agents come to Spurs. Now that might actually lead us to winning the league easily. Yeah, comfortably. I mean, it's never easy, but yeah. Uh, but then you're going against everything else that you're building, surely. So this but, is the, yeah, but the, even, the, even then, it's, there's no guarantee now. No, there I, is. There, look at Arsenal. There's no guarantee of winning the league. I also think it's, it's built on sound. I think look at Chelsea now. Is yeah, they've had a, a sort of great a sort of degree of success when they were the richest, but now they're not nowhere near near the richest mm. in terms of this oil money, and they're going to have to work out a different way of doing it because they can't keep doing the cycles of sacking managers every two years. I mean, you know, they spend all this money in the academy. They might now have to try and find a manager yeah. like Pochettino and maybe accept they're going to have a couple of years in the in the Europa League to build again. It is found like that is a foundation built on sand. Like yeah, it won't yeah. last forever. But yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's a that leads on to a, a nice question from Tom Foynes. Well, not nice. It's quite depressing, really. He says, "I think my love, interest, and enthusiasm for Tottenham will end when Pochettino goes." <laughs> there was a, there was someone um, I'm going to do the discredit of forgetting who it was. It was Jack, um, I forget his Twitter handle, and he was saying like the years 2015. I'm watching Tottenham, and every player that I'm seeing, I'm say, I'm making comments like. God, he's good, but he's, you know, he's not like Harry Kane. He hasn't got the hunger of Harry Kane. And he was, he was, you know, that that player, yeah, yeah, but he hasn't got the that spite and that energy of Deli Ali. And he, he was, he was basically saying that the team that he's watching now is the benchmark he feels mm. of his lifetime. That he will always look at this team. We haven't even won anything yet, and I and I get that as well. And it's because of Poch. It's as simple as that. He has changed the club. We need those that silverware. 
I guess just because we need something to consolidate all the hard work. Yeah. You know, and then I don't care about other supporters saying, what have you won? Yeah, nothing, but I identify with my fucking team yeah, more yeah, than yeah, you yeah. do, probably. Yeah. Not yeah. everybody. I mean, every supporter's going to identify with their club, but with ours, you could, like, go back to that Ben Davies uh, quote from the other week. Yeah. Is, is what you want to hear. I mean, that it's not as good as a trophy. I'm not going to stick that up in the fucking trophy cabinet. But that's what you want to hear from your team because you know they're doing something right. But if you get, yeah. get the players talking like that and we win a trophy, then that, that's all the more well, special. Yeah, exactly. Then yeah. you've got something that's, that's in your memory and in history's memory forever. Yeah, you know? done the right way. Poch has also said this week that he, he wants to stay on with Spurs forever. You know, I hate comments like that. Like Mourinho said, "I'm going to be here for ten years." That's the worst Mourinho. Yeah, but, and then but, he gets he got sacked like two years later. But but that, that's Mourinho. That's different different from from Pochettino. I understand why you might have his quote. I think was he works like he's going to be here forever, something like that, which is fucking beautiful as well. Do you know? Because yeah. it's, he's saying that his commitment to Tottenham is yeah, you know, infinite. Yeah, depending on the yeah, the well, of course. I mean, he seems to have a good relationship with Levy as well. Yeah, I think he's... You shouldn't get linked with all these clubs, but at Spurs, he does have a unique, unique thing of... He's, he's the manager, he's not the head coach. He has been able to mm. really build it and sort of... Helps you get some with, helps you get some with Levy. Um, well, they're giving him more responsibility. Yeah, well. yeah. And I think he'll be... I think he'll always be looked after. And I think he... I think we've got him for at least another two years. But in football, football he's got three hard. years left after this season. It's hard to look beyond that, but mm. I, he looks to be committed. Well, well, there's the talk of a new contract for him already. Yeah. But there's, I understand where Tom's coming from. In in that, you can't imagine life without him. Basically, yeah, no, because he, he he's created such a Culture. something you can. He, it's so easy to to kind of attach yourself to. Yeah, you know? like for a long time, you kind of I'm I'm, I'm a Spurs fan in spite of what happens on the pitch I'm a Spurs fan in spite of our transfer strategy or the or the, the, the people that run, run the club what the fuck is that it's not or if you can hear a buzzing it's nothing to do with us <laughs> um, yeah you, you, you're, you're a fan of the club in spite of what is served up to you now you're like oh, fuck it, this is easy yeah. I mean we haven't won anything great you know granted it's, 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 the- it's an issue but we it's an incredible football club. It's also the feeling created. I remember after the the League Cup loss, I remember sort of being in the pub after. Usually, that's a really for me like you know, sad, you lost the cup final. But like people were like there wasn't a sad, everyone was pissing up. But my, even my brother was saying it was like I'm, a, I'm a, I identify with this. I'm identifying with those players. Like I feel connected to this club again. Mm. And he's like, but you know, the last couple of years I didn't. Like it was my mm. team. I supported. It. I go and watch them. But I didn't feel this connection I'm feeling now. And I'm like, we just lost the cup final. I, I mean, I like, kind of like probably oh. With the, the Spurs ether and apology because at the time of AVB and it kind of birthed 1882 the original 1882 yeah. like in terms of the, the, the movement and like the atmosphere at White Hart Lane wasn't great yeah. and there was this thing about the supporters need to like be have a certain energy to get the players going but at the same time the energy has to come from it's, the players of course yeah, yeah. you know it's like a, it's it has to be in sync for it to work and Maybe I kind of underplayed a lot of that because we were fucking miserable as a collective. Yeah. And now looking back, it's quite easy for, for me to see why. Because as much as I wanted AVB to work, I kind of knew in the back of my mind he had the right... He had the right... Uh, I don't know, he had the right idea, but the execution was, like, 
poor. Yeah. He just wasn't there. He didn't Boring. have the ability. You know, he, he spoke about aggressive counter-attacking football. We never saw and it. And we never saw it. Mm. He had the possession was down. You know, it worked. Possession-wise, we just kept the ball all the time. I've done fucking nothing with it when we got into the final third. But do you know what well, I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's part of the reason why I understand people that boo at football much more than I, I did for a long time ago was that what Pochettino's team's done is galvanised the, the fan base, by and large. And they're still detractors. But you kind of understand that how important the performances from the players are and yeah. how much it, it, it means to fans when you've, you've got a number of players on the pitch who are going to fight and play for it and, and, and run their hardest in order to achieve the result and you know what Ben Davies said and all that kind of stuff. There's so much right at Tottenham. There, there is. Yeah. And when that so isn't much. when that's a void, when that doesn't exist in the in a club like like at Arsenal, you can understand the um reaction from, from, from fans. Yeah. Yeah. I think a little bit. Um Ben Crowhurst on Facebook said, Would you rather have taste buds on your anus or taste buds on the soles of your shoes? Lovely insightful stuff there from Barry. Well done a minute. So, kind of... You need to so stuff you food up ta- your ass. Or no, you could taste every shit that comes out of your ass. Or, oh. or, or have taste buds on your bottom of your shoes. I mean, you're in control of that, aren't you? Yeah. So you can walk around the pavements like a god because you could only step on strawberries and bananas and that. <laughs> <laughs> but if you, if you chose like some sort of weirdos of stepping dog shit, then that's your own problem, isn't it? Deal with it. Yeah, yeah. I think you've answered the question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Done with it. <laughs> Yeah, is that it? Right. <laughs> There's nothing more to say. Jamie White, he says, uh, Judas needs a kidney su- to survive. You're the only match. Oh, jeez. <laughs> As a result, the footballing gods will shine down on Spurs. We win the lot the con- and continue to win trophies in a regular basis. Playing the game as it should be played. It's still competitive playing field, however, so it never gets boring. and It's never t- taken for granted. What do you do? I so- will opt for the jelly and ice cream that- that's incoming when... Mr. Campbell parts way with life so that, on earth. So that that experience of celebrating a man's death is better no, than just, you giving just, life just, to just a man non-existent. who doesn't, perhaps doesn't exist, uh, like, deserve it. No, non-existence is not death. We don't know what happens when you die. You just might have the most incredible DMT experience and then pass through to another dimension. <laughs> you might actually go through to a dimension where he is a god. Perceived as oh one, you know. You so imagine? there are worse things. Um, I mean, where are you at? I don't know. It's a really difficult one. Um, so he will have credit in some perverse way for. But also, and also, does that mean we could never have the success if I just let him die? Because I still feel that like we're almost that that place now, and he's alive. I don't so know. You, you strike me as two like upstanding gentlemen. <laughs> I don't think either of you would want another human being to die if you had the opportunity to give them life. Yeah. Also, unless they're soul camp. He would. He would need to admit he made a mistake, and then he can have. You can have the liver. Just, just admit you lied to everyone. You knew what you were doing with your agent. Ah, fuck it. Let him die. Let him die. Next question. <laughs> he's a, he is he's a, never going <laughs> to fucking apologise. He, he, he is an absolute scumbag. Nelson and Saha, Saha, who uh, seems to feature on every single fighting cock this, uh, in recent times. Reverse cowgirl, doggy style, or a hot coal? What's a hot coal? Hot coal. Hot coal. Coal. I think that's something to do with um, poo. Oh, is it? I think it's something to do with poo, yeah. Why is that even an option, then, in, in that scenario? Right, remove, the remove that. Uh, reverse cowgirl or a doggy style. The doggy style's great, but I can't 
stop myself from jizzing. <laughs> no, I think doggy style is the definitive classic. I don't think you can you can better it. So I spoke to my woman about this. There's, there's various positions that you can take in doggy as well. Yeah, so. yeah but I, I've I spoke to my missus about this reverse cowgirl thing, hmm. and she's she's not up for it. She doesn't says it's not beneficial to me, which. Fair enough. I mean, it's fair enough, but sometimes it's about giving. Giving in, yeah. Yeah, because I'm sure there's things that you might have to do. I given to as well as giving. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. Yeah. Have another word, I think. I mean, that conversation was done. I didn't feel like there was any kind of outlet there. You got an answer? I prefer dog. Why is the reason she doesn't want to do it? Did she say it was because. No, she just said that I think. I mean, if I'm being technical, and what I took from the conversation was that the angle of the penis when entering the vagina isn't <laughs> as conducive to a, oh, okay. a, a potential orgasm, not potential, guaranteed orgasm. <laughs> 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 uh, you know, if... Uh, yeah, I mean, she'd rather be the other way around. But it's nicer to look at her bum. Not to say that the front isn't as great as the behind, it's just... Help me. No, you you're right. The, the, I mean, if you if you're having a, a session that lasts longer than a couple of minutes, I guess you get to try more positions. Well, it always yeah. lasts longer than a couple of minutes. I, average man probably not. Really? Average, I, I don't know. How long the do stats? you last? How long do you last? Optostats. How long do you last? I'll, I'll make it last, mate. So I, I'm speaking to James. And, uh, <laughs> so James, who I work with. <laughs> Uh, lots of alcohol beforehand, and it's like fucking John Holmes from the. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I found with ecstasy and cocaine that it, it, it helps. If you can maintain an erection during using cocaine. I was going to say, it's I'd the really be able to get. You've one got to combine it with Viagra, which is probably fucking hell, Onset of some kind of cardiac arrest. Yeah, yeah. you're going to stroke out. <laughs> what the wrong type of stroke. What a way to go, uh, James Alcott, who um, who's you know a good friend, and um, I, I work with him on Bull Street stuff. Um, apparently we mentioned him on the podcast last week or a week before um, but he uh, fuck I've lost it again where's it gone so you heard his name on the podcast he heard his name on the podcast but I no bollocks I've, I've forgotten doesn't matter another question uh, how, how many jerseys have you lads got and how often do you wear them on a match day to Thomas Devlin I don't anymore even when I used to buy Tottenham shirts I don't think I ever wore them at football games. I'd have no. to go years and years and years back. And I would only wear them underneath, like a, like, like a top or whatever. Yeah. You know? I'd never go out in... I remember one season, it was a season we... we, we, we uh, first, game, first home game of the season, and it might have been Santini, and it might have been a new kit. <laughs> I've never seen so many pot-bellied men struggle to get into... Oh, he was a capper. He was a capper. Yeah, yeah. He was like, fucking hell, just give up, mate. Just don't wear it. There's just no point. I can see the definition of your, like, circular belly. And, like, grown men in football shirts... I know it's a bit of a cliche to hate on that, but... I don't know, it's just not my thing. I've got, like, shirts that I had from when I was a kid. I've still got some of them. Um, I've got a couple of retro shirts, which I like wearing. I don't know, just seeing, like, a grown man with, like... Current kit with like current kit with like Delhi on the back. I just think that's the thing you get, yeah. get for your kid so they yeah. can pretend to be Delhi in like on the on I, the I've park. Got to be honest, when I when I see uh, I'm not, I'm on way past the stage of saying what is and isn't a real fan. Oh yeah, no, I'm, I'm not, not saying. No, I'm yeah. not. And these are just again. A... I'm not suggesting that you guys are at all, but it's just where <laughs> where I am. It is that I what I like about Spurs as a way support is that there's no colours. Yeah. You don't need to wear colours to, yeah. to show that you're a great fan or a good fan. 
Uh, I mean, ultimately, it's about the amount of noise you make, in my opinion, on, when, when you go to the stadium. Um, but the great thing about Spurs away is that there isn't colours all over the place. And, and I think what sums up Arsenal fans is that there's red and white everywhere. Mm. And, and the reason why there's red and white everywhere, because that's what they believe is a, a football fan base. <laughs> it's those season ticket scarves that do yeah, mean. Yeah, because they, they don't really it's understand like the it. They don't get it. Collective from Star Trek, they all look the same. <laughs> and it's like with Arsenal supporters, they all look the fucking same. Yeah, because they don't know. They don't know. There's, there's a blanket way for them to support the club, and, and that's the buy shirts, and that's the wear the membership scarves, and all that kind of stuff. Um, and that's the worry because I think a lot of boards of a lot of clubs would rather their fans who go into the grain be, ground be wearing replica shirts. Because oh, look, they're buying shirts mm. and they're yeah. creating a sea of white. There's nothing great about a sea of white. There's a great about a sea of noise. That that's because they're, they're trying to sell to people that don't go to football matches, or regularly, or uh, kind exactly, of... or the or, or the foreign uh, uh, markets where they're trying to attract um, foreign supporters to start supporting Tottenham. Yeah, so they yeah, start yeah. selling merchandise out, out there. It's just like a visual thing that they want to create. It's like the flags in. Champions League games and European games, like you don't need to host. The, well, they and... said with that fucking drum thing against Chelsea's first of the season, the worst thing clubs can actually do is try and create force an atmosphere, atmosphere, force an atmosphere, yeah. and try and create it themselves. Like leave it to the like trust the fans, leave it to that. them. That, that died a death yeah, because they straight away it was ridiculous. And um, a final question before we leave, and I've forgotten the name of the guy who asked the question. Apologies, but he says, "Who who do you start in goal and at full back?" the game against Manchester United. In, oh, in, in goal, Lloris. Um, you do, you definitely do, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Go for Lloris and uh, Trippier and uh, Trippier and Davis. Yeah, I'd go for that. Would you? Yeah. Because Davies got absolutely ruined against Man, Man City in the first game. Oh, so this you said United. Yeah. Oh no, is City. You mean City this Semi-final weekend? Semi-final or, or City? He's talking about Saturday. Yeah, Man City. Yeah, of course. Oh, Man City. <laughs> Why wouldn't I be talking about that? Uh, <laughs> For a second, I got mis- mistaken. Trippier got ruined, didn't he, by Sane? Yeah. It was Trippier and Rose started that game. Yeah. That we got point. battered against, didn't we? The full, yeah, the full I just, one. I just feel that it's different at Wembley. I thought it's different. I'd. Uh, oh, Trippier. Yeah. I mean, or, or yeah, in terms of his, his kind of. Raw pace. His pace, but also his sort of athleticism. And I thought he did well on the weekend, actually. I, th- I think Serge might, on the basis of that, Probably get the. Serge uh, might get the nod, yeah. Yeah, get the nod. He's four great It's fullbacks. fucking great that we're having this discussion. Yeah. Like, I, 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 honestly, I can't believe the discussion we're having that, that Davies, just on the pure facts of, 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 of form but also ability, probably does get in ahead of Rose. And Rose was like a couple of seasons ago. Like Ted said, we're waiting for the Danny Rose to come back. That's not to say he's not giving us something now, but he's not the player that he, that he was before the injury. And. It's hard to gauge at the minute. Mm. Is he, will he find that kind of form again? At the minute, he could not try to instigate transfer away from Tottenham. You'd think, why? What are you going get out of it? Yeah, what are you um, doing at the minute that warrants that, that kind of demand? Not to say that, play, that the clubs won't be after him, but I think he has something, he still has something to settle with us, I think. Yeah, yeah. something to prove, definitely. Some, something where, to is prove he, where is he at? What's his age? 28, he's looking for that last big deal, isn't he? 27, 28? He's doing another oh, man, season he, and getting on. I didn't realise he, he was getting on that much. I think he's at least 27, I'd say. I mean, he, oh, he, no, he's, what, he's, yeah. Yeah, that, that sounds about right. But he, <laughs> if, if he plays... Right off a player because he's nearly 28. I wasn't... No, not right. No, I, 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 I was. Right, yeah. 
I'm not. I think he's gone in the summer, personally. Really? Yeah, I think so. I think. I don't think you. That interview can't be underestimated. Like, I don't think you don't break ranks against Pochettino. You just don't do it. Yeah, but he, he's played though. He's, he's, yeah, he's, he's, he's played, but kind of. I think it's the lasting kind I th- of. I think kind of sort of. In, I think it was, yeah, like, at the end of the day, we couldn't sell him when he did... That's the stupid thing about the interview, we couldn't sell him because he's fucking injured. So, like, mm. and the best thing for the team is, yeah, to have him in when he comes in, but I do think he's... I do think it's... I do think it's done. OK. All right, well, thank you very much for joining us for the Fighting Cock once again. Remember, um, we've got the game against Manchester United semi-final at the EV Bar in Waterloo. Um, you, it's ticketed. The only way you can get in is if you have a ticket, only 200 are available. So get on there at the, uh, as soon as you can, www.thefightingcock.co.uk forward slash live, forward slash social. Uh, get involved, it's going to be a lot of fun. Almost as good as if you actually got to the game. And, and uh, can I just guarantee you the fact that if I had a ticket for the game, this wouldn't be happening. So, <laughs> I mean, it's going to be superb. So come, come down and uh, have a laugh with us, have a drink with us, get high with us. And uh, we'll see you there. Thank you, Ted. Thanks, uh, thanks for having me again. And Spook's been lovely, haven't you? Yeah, see you next season. <laughs> Ted, I'll see you on Thursday. See you on Thursday, with yeah. With your brother. Yeah, yeah, we're talking Tom. about mushrooms. Absolutely. Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Network.